What's good, everyone? Welcome to Ball Don't Lie Australia. Here we are again, episode 41. I'm your host, Dan Dinellon. Joining me as he does every single week is Mal Crawford. Big dog. How you doing, bud? Always good. Always looking forward to another episode that we can put out there. Um, mm-hmm. 41. Mm-hmm. Shout out Dirk. I'll get in early with that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well played. Well played. And uh, Cam Besto. Yeah, that was literally the only two I knew. So uh, I had Dirk and I had Cam and that's it. I'm sure there's many others. 108. Uh, 108 others, but oh, well, no. I had 1% of them. <laughs> One point something. Uh, for all you listeners out there, if you don't already, make sure to follow, like, subscribe, Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, wherever else you get your podcast from. Uh, go and hit that like and follow button for us. Uh, got a big show lined up as we do every week. Every week, every week. We're going to be talking opening week NBA. Yeah, we are here, baby, ladies and gentlemen. We have made it to opening week. Feels like it's been forever. Mm. Cannot wait for this tip off. Mm. Of course, as you're listening, as this episode drops, the first day's games are complete, but we're going to preview those. Because um, they haven't occurred yet in our world as yeah. we record. Yeah, we'll see how we go. We'll then follow that up with an NBL draft. Had a few people reach out last week saying, hey, where was that uh, all-decade NBL draft you guys promised? Uh, Come on, baby. Because we had all that Instagram, uh, what's it called? Action? <laughs> yeah, love. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we had such a huge show last week. We had to sort of put that aside we are going to provide that for you this week. So we'll be Mel and I will be drafting out all 2010s starting five. So mm-hmm. um, and we'll be putting it out to all of you on on Instagram and Facebook uh, stories to to vote on who you think drafted the better team. Yeah, and don't be afraid to you know vote for Mal's team. Yep. Well, if one in every four do like last time, it'll be bang on target there. That's all right. One in every four know what they're talking about. <laughs> Uh, after that, joined by Rip City, sharpshooting superstar, Jasmine Forkadilla. So we're really looking forward to our, our chat with her. And, uh, you know, you, you might learn a thing or two about Jasmine. So just make sure you, you sure listen you out and hang in for that one. Of course, we've got our regular weekly Crack'em. Uh, but straight off the bat, Mal, um, before we get into Crack'em, just want to give a shout out. Uh, to the Chicago Sky, WNBA mm. champs. They were the sixth seed, first ever sixth seed to take down a one seed to win the WNBA championship. It's the first for the city of Chicago yeah. in the women's division. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Candace Parker, it's been all about her going home, bringing the chip home. I mean, as a sixth seed now, that's just crazy. And... They were down double digits in this last game that they played. Yeah. And they fought back. It, it looked like it was going to a game five, and then they just dug deep and got it done. And they didn't get it. You know, no one went to Chick-fil-A and ordered, you know, a 50-piece necessarily in this one, but uh, after this one. But, you know, a win is a win. And first one for the for the city, for the franchise, it's, it's, it's going to mean a lot to a lot of people. Yeah, and, you know, it was an MVP of the series. I probably had a maybe third best 
on the team for the series, but Candace Parker in this particular game was right up there, if not the most valuable player on the court. She really dug in and dragged that team back into the game. So big shout out to the Sky, WNBA champions against all odds, really. Mm. Um, such a dominant Mercury team um, with Griner and, and Tarossi, but the Sky were able to, to conquer that adversity and, and get it done. Yeah, as it turns out, uh, what, Phoenix in the WNBA and the NBA Ouch. second this year, both both divisions. The city of bridesmaids. Mm, mm. <laughs> a lot of good basketball being played in Phoenix, though. Oh, just um, get out and watch it. Yeah, If you're a absolutely. basketball in Phoenix, you're, you're kind of being spoiled at the moment. Mm. Not necessarily with championships, but you know, with good basketball. Uh, yeah, get out and see DeAndre Ayton while you can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because he may not be there much longer. But anyway, um, Mel, we'll uh, finish off our little intro here with a pack of Crack'em. Pack of Crack'em, fresh pack. Totally sealed. Yeah, I love that button that makes that noise. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Finally, it um, <laughs> opened the cards instantly for me too. All right. Uh, first one, Utah Jazz. One, Donovan Mitchell. Ooh. Spider. Yes, in that lovely purple... White Hills Jazz. The 90s kit. Mm. Uh, Portland, CJ McCullum. Ooh. I think we've had that hey, one we got before. We've got these little shooting guards. Let's mm. see if we can keep this up. Uh, one Austin Rivers in a Houston jersey. Mm. Mm. Not a memorable time for him. Uh, one Trey Jones in a Spurs jersey. Oh, we'll just drop that on the floor. Yeah, I'll leave it there. Yep, it's fine. Uh, one James Harden in yeah, that can, Houston that can go on the floor Rockets as well. jersey. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, so there's our five cards. That's a pretty good pack, Mel. Some big names in there. Yeah. And I mean, the one you dropped on the floor. Yeah, and Trey Jones. <laughs> uh, you know, it's not bad. I mean, Austin, not, not a huge name, but his dad certainly is, and he's mm -hmm. a dookie, so... Definitely gets my love. Is that is that a positive thing? Oh, sorry. Different sorry. type of duke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, uh, we do have a big show, mate. So we, uh, what do you reckon we jump into this thing? Let's get it. Ball don't lie. That ball don't lie. Well, Mal, it's been a while since we've uh, done something like this. Oh. <laughs> that sounds a lot weirder than what it actually is. Oh, but. Oh, but. Now, you being a big guy, me being a guard, we haven't really run a lot of pick and roll lately, so... No, haven't. I reckon for first week NBA, we bring it on back. We're going to do a little look at some matchups, maybe some signings or, or non-signings. We might run some pick and roll actions. He's got good balance. He does not hit Danny. He sets the position. Larry Bird uses Danny on his move. He fakes here, and then Danny goes into him. That's how the pick and roll must be made. And that's how any pick or screen should be made. Yeah, some great coaching there. And oh, if only the Warriors were taught that instead of those dirty picks they were setting in the mid 2010s. But that's okay. We're not going down that road today. Hashtag um, triggered. <laughs> Uh, for any new listeners or, or um, 
yeah, new since we last ran pick and roll. This is a little segment where I'll give Mel a topic and I'm a basketball like junkie, so I'll talk every single topic and mm. we'll be here all week. Yeah. Mel's a bit more to the point. Let's give the people what they want. And so Mel's gonna decide what we talk about more in depth. So we're gonna roll to the hoop, finish that play. Or he's going to pop. He doesn't like it. He's getting out of there. Let's do it. All right. Topic number one. We're going to do the two opening day games. So, interested in talking about these? Some questions surrounding them? Uh, Yeah, I'll take some questions. Let's roll. All right. Let's roll. So, let's start off with the Lakers. Let's get it out there. Get it done nice and early. The Lakers. They're playing Golden State Warriors on day one. Mm-hmm. They then play the Suns, mm. and then they play the Grizzlies. So, three pretty tough games straight up first week. Now, there's injuries floating through the Lake camp already. Yep. Ariza, Talon Horton, Tucker are both out for extended periods of time. Currently on the day-to-day list are Ellington, Monk, and Nunn. Okay, so that's... Two of their young guys they're depending on to give them a lot of minutes are already day-to-day. Mm. They've just brought in Avery Bradley, though. They claimed him off waivers from the team they're playing straight up, Golden State. So, Mal, give us a bit of a preview. Lakers versus Golden State. And will the Lakers answer these questions on does age matter? Uh, opening week, no. I don't think they're going to... Completely dispel all uh, all ideas that are out there. I look preseason hasn't gone well for them. If if you want uh, if you want Lakers to win every game, then preseason has not gone well for you. <clears throat> um, they've got some things they've got to sort out. We've already talked about that here on the show. They're not going to just step in, be really smooth right from the jump. That's okay. They got they got big pieces that don't perfectly fit. They don't know, they don't seem to know exactly what kind of regular season team they're going to be yet. Um, And they've got all the injuries that you mentioned. So, yeah, I can see them having a tough couple of opening weeks. All I can say is watch out for Russ during the regular season. He's going to put up popcorn numbers, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Yes, but how long is he going to take to warm up? Last couple of seasons, he's come on strong. Mm towards that second half so he ain't gonna have that time that's the second half of the season is when i think he's gonna start taking more of a backseat for lebron and ad but mm, i think that's we'll see that's realistically appears appears to be the plan or should be from the way i see it but you know. the warriors they're they're laying down their marker they're playing you know one of the championship favorites straight up a lot of people are losing their minds over the Warriors. Like, they're pretty high up there for winning the championship, you know, mm. winning the Western Conference. I don't get it. I don't get it. They did not make the playoffs last year. No. And look. Clay's not back till December, if not January. And hasn't played in, what, two yeah, years now? They just think Clay's going to come back and be 2015 Clay and. Don't get me wrong. He's one of the best shooters we've ever seen. And Mm. he's going to still be one of the best shooters we've ever seen. But 
look, I think I think they're they're a playoff team, but all this t- nonsense of them, you know, making big runs in the playoffs and getting to the Western Finals, the Finals. I think we just got to cool the Jets a little bit there and see how they go integrating these. They've got a bunch of young guys as well as the vets. We'll see how they go integrating everyone together. And I think the first month or two will show where the Warriors are heading. They're going to be fun to watch. They're going to be tough mm. to beat. Oh, one of the favorites, though. Eh, I'm not big on that. I think they have too many question marks at the moment. Mm. We'll see at Christmas. By Christmas, we should have a really good, uh, really good playoff picture. You know, really starting to form. Not perfectly set, but starting to form for sure. Because, like so many teams at the start of the season, there's there's just a lot of questions here that I'm not, I'm not completely convinced one way or the other. We'll have to see it. All right. Well, sticking in to the same part of pick and roll here, two other teams with some questions surrounding them. They also play each other on opening day, mm. the Nets and the Bucks. So we'll start with the Bucks now. Yep. So they're playing the Nets and the Heat in the first week. Um, Giannis shooting 56% from three in the preseason. And it's, which it's is smooth. Watch out NBA. He's shooting fadeaway jump shots. He's pulling up in transition for threes. This is scary hours. If, if that's what's to come in the regular season. And I think what we're seeing on the floor is this Bucks team for a few years now have sort of been on the cusp. They're getting closer and closer and failing. Hmm. Closer and closer, something else goes wrong. They've now climbed to the top of that mountain. They've planted their flag in the peak. I think that's going to open up their game because there's going to be less pressure now. There's always the pressure of going back to back but they don't have that pressure of chasing that championship now because they've done it. And I think that's going to open up their game so much more. And that's why we're seeing Giannis starting to develop his game more. I mean, this is a guy that scored 50 points in a title decider. And now he's got a three-point shot. Scary hours. Yeah. Yeah, jobs aren't on the line. Mm. Like, same, same situation one season ago. I th- well, we were talking about it, you know, if they're not getting it done or getting to the next level, you know, coaches, certain players, like they're going to have to make some moves. There's no pressure for them at the moment. They're, mm. they're the champs to the champs no more. And as it currently stands, everybody has a little bit of freedom. Mm-hmm. You know? Good, bad or otherwise, everybody's comfortable and looks to be playing not too badly. So we'll have to we'll have to see how that goes on opening night because it'll be ring night where they get their mm. rings and yeah against the Nets. Yeah, so Nets first Bucks, Kyrie Irving not playing mm-hmm. or is he is he secretly vaxxed? Did he go to these lengths just to not have to play preseason? And then all of a sudden, opening night, he's good to go. Or will we not see Kyrie Irving for an extended period of time here? Can we pop? 
<laughs> Pop on the Kyrie stuff. Ah, uh, well, let's talk Nets then, Mal. Let, let's talk Nets. Let's talk Nets. I think uh, leave Kyrie. Yeah, yeah I, I think enough has been said about Kyrie, and not uh, it, it just keeps going on and on and on and on and on. All right, let's talk Nets. I think the big question for them, which they definitely have not addressed in this off season. Mm-hmm is can they match up with big guys in the East? Because mm. don't get me wrong, Kevin Durant, best offensive weapon we've ever seen. James mm. Harden, top 10 in the same category. Mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving, arguably top 10 in the same category. Won't be there. Won't be there, but this is the team. Mm. And then can they stop Joel Embiid? Can they stop Giannis? Do they have, you know, can Blake Griffin... And LaMarcus Aldridge chase these guys around all game. I'm not convinced. And they are once again going to be relying on just outscoring the other team. Putting up that 140 a game and just saying, can you keep up? All good that you've got a big that's going to destroy us. They're going up in twos. We're going up in threes. What do you reckon, Mel? Uh, I think the Nets, is, one of the big things is the Nets are going to want this one. After the Bucks knocked them out, with their injury woes, you know, um, yes. But that series went to game seven. And I know you've, you know, alluded to it before, you know, one shoe size away. It was close. It wasn't that close. But, um, you know, that were really close. That ended the Nets, you know, the Nets chances last year. I think they're going to be a bit filthy on the Bucks, and they're going to want to go in and really upset ring night. Now, can they match up bigs-wise? Hmm. Hmm. It it definitely felt like an issue for them um, in their seven-game series last year. They weren't didn't seem able to really stop Giannis when he just flat-out wanted it. Um, so, yeah, they could really have issues. They could really have issues uh, against a a healthy, solid Joel Embiid going to work as well. Um, the only the only real sort of, you know, history we have, it's a smallish sample size, but since teams have really been going to this, you know, shoot from the outside where everyone shoots from the outside, look, um, well, it didn't technically work last year. So that's the, that's what history says. History doesn't always get it wrong, but it's a good indicator so far. No. Will they do it better this year? Mm. Well, I've tipped them to go all the way. So, obviously, at this stage, I think they'll be able to sort it out. But, you know, on paper, it does look to be an interesting matchup. All right. Well, just continuing our pick and pop segment here of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. questions to be answered in week one. Yes. Um, next little pocket of teams, teams with major injuries and Ooh. questions that remain. Oh, yeah, go on. Let's roll. So two teams spring to mind here, mm-hmm. um, both in the West, which helps out my Grizzlies, of course. Mm. So first one is Denver, of course, missing, uh, Jamal Murray for the foreseeable future until, Likely January at the earliest. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe they will be able to keep their head above water better than the other team that I'll bring up. And you just look at the depth of that roster 
Will Barton can make up some of those points and minutes. Um, Michael Porter Jr. is, according to all media outlets, ready for this huge leap. He's going to become an all-star instantly. Mm-hmm. But another, well, he's on my fantasy team, so I'm I'm okay with that idea. You've got the reigning MVP there, of course, who's going to put up MVP numbers yet again. Mm-hmm. And then a player who Denver traded for, extended their contract, didn't get a lot of buzz last year, but he'll have lots of chances to uh, step it up this year is Aaron Gordon. So mm-hmm. he's going to be in that dunker spot between Porter Jr. and Jokic, and he's going to have a chance to show out a little bit and... I think this team is deep enough to keep their head above water and still make it into the playoffs. Obviously, they'll have a Jamal Murray have a couple of months to get back into the groove of things. As much as I want to, you know, make good friend of the show Cammy P freak out, I think the Denver Nuggets are going to be just fine personally. Mel, uh, look, I think it's going to come down to um, the timing of Jamal's return. They, they seem to be rather written off by a few people, not really mentioned Let much the Compazzo show begin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as you say, you know, they've got all these bits. They went to the playoffs last year. They realistically, they've had some experience without Jamal. Like he went down um, during the regular season. They're going to have to start the season without him again. It's not that much of a stretch for them. They they did play in stretches last year. Um, so And when he does come back, he's coming into a system that he knows. You know? So it's not as if it's a brand new team and he's you know just hovering on the sidelines waiting to come in. You know, it, it's a system that he knows and knows well, which could technically be stronger than the system they left, the team that he left behind. Um, but... Uh, if it's an extended outage and he's not coming back to the start of the playoffs, mm, I, I could see him getting knocked before he can become a major factor. But if he can come back with you know, a good 30, 40 games left in regular season, then they, they could do something special here. They could do something special. All right. A team I'm a bit more concerned about is the Los Angeles Clippers. Mm-hmm. No Kawhi Leonard Mm. until March at the earliest. Mm. This team without Kawhi Leonard, oof, it's going to be tough. And I'm not convinced what they've brought in is going to help them out a whole lot in players like Bledsoe and Winslow. They're just not not shooters. They're not going to space the floor. It's... You know, I said I have no concerns about the Denver Nuggets whatsoever. I've got big concerns for the Clippers. And they could very well, like, I'm not going to be shocked if after the first few weeks we see them in the the play-in tournament positions. Um, And they're going to have to just try and just battle their way into some sort of position for Kawhi Leonard to return and, and lift them back up again. I'm not. I'm not giving a hot take of they're gonna, you know, be in line for the number one draft pick. But I would not be expecting the the powerhouse Clipper show that we've been accustomed to the last few seasons. I think. I think it's going to be a bit of a grind for them, and I wouldn't be shocked if Kawhi's seeing himself 
uh, having to come back and, you know, engage in a playing tournament. Yeah, look, as I've said on the show, I think Paul George is going to really try and have himself a year. Mm. Um, he was fantastic in their last playoff series. Yes. It was amazing. I think he's going to try and replicate that across the full season. Mm-hmm. Sneaky the, MVP choice. Yeah. The, the major problem with that is traditionally, has he been able to do that on his own or with limited help? <sighs> Not so much. Mm. Not so much. Um, again, it's going to very much depend on Kawhi's return date. Um, but again, that that's going to be even further down the line and they don't seem to have as strong as an all-round roster that Denver do. Um, yeah, I can see him getting into the playoffs um, and once Kawhi's back, hey, look, you never know. Guys, he's an unbelievable defender and some of his, his hand size is... Just mental. Um, and some of the things he can do with the ball and all that kind of stuff. But he's not there until he's back, and that's not going to be anytime soon. So yeah. I I like I like Paul George's prospects prospects this year. Um can I think he's gonna do something really special, but that doesn't mean the Clippers are gonna be able to do something special around him. So yeah, I've I've got some doubts on how how deep they go, uh, how high they can realistically go. I don't think their their ceiling isn't certainly isn't as high as it was last year, um, from where we sit right now. And look, Paul George has not exactly been an Iron Man of the league, and no. if he goes down, this team is cooked. They're not. They won't even. You won't see Kawhi Leonard this year if Paul George goes down. Yep. because they won't. So that's pretty up. fair. Um, mm. So they're paying him too much money to risk oh, something silly. There's, yeah, I mean, on paper, right now, they could be okay, but they're one injury away from. Let's see what we do next year. Mm. So keep an eye on them. Next up, Mel. Twenty twenty fluke teams, and will they do it again this year? Oh, oh, uh, yeah. Right, let's roll. Well, oh, I haven't popped on anything except Kyrie. Yeah, I think <laughs> everybody's heard enough. Though. He was Every, a subtopic. Yeah, and still, here we are. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll tell you three teams I wrote down. Not mm-hmm. saying they were a fluke, but just to give you an idea, I want you to try and pick a team, mm-hmm. not from these three, but it can be anyone. Mm-hmm. A team that you think, you know, it's not a bold prediction show, but a team that you think they have to answer the question was last year a fluke or not? So I've written down Suns, Hawks, Knicks. That there are others. Mm. Um, you know, no bold predictions here this week. But what's a team for you that has questions to answer in the first few weeks of this season, or whether they're going to keep it up from last season? Ah, uh, well, I definitely think um, I'd agree with the Suns. Um. And, well, my two for this were Suns and Knicks, to be honest. Mm. I think the Knicks really need to come out the gate. Now, they've had a very good um, very good preseason. And when asked about they've also uh, been firing their big shots. Uh, they have put uh, 
Was it Julius Randle in their last preseason game? I think played yeah, yeah. 32. Yeah, 30, big game, big game. 32, 33 for minutes. my fantasy team. Yeah, like yeah. Um, you know, that that's expanding a lot. But Tibbs, when asked, basically said, you know, my way of playing isn't for everybody. This is how we do it. We do it at a high clip. We always want the winning. Was sort of the gist of what he said without you know, direct quoting. Um, can they can they do that second season for Tibbs with the new pieces? Uh, I don't know. For mine, it could go either way. Um, and the Suns went a long way. Now, they had a very good regular season. Um, they didn't have a bad team before CP3 showed up. But can they go all the way back to the finals? Hmm. I have my doubts on that one. I, I genuinely have my doubts on that one. Whether it was a fluke or not, I'm not sure they can go all the way again. You know, as far as they went, and, you know, they had, was it, they, were, they made it to the finals and won the first two home, uh, first two games. Mm-hmm. They were home games, but they had a 2-0 and lead in the finals against anyone that is a dream start that's – couldn't ask for a better start. And then from there, ooh, gone. Didn't win another game. So <sighs> we, – We differ a little bit there. Like yeah. I, I'm not predicting the Suns to make the finals again, but I think they're still going to be a really solid regular season team. I'll never, ever doubt Chris Paul. Devin Booker's on my fantasy team, so he's now one of the best players in the league. Mm-hmm. Slash, he's going to go down injured like all my stars do every year. <laughs> uh, and DeAndre Ayton is officially in a contract year now because yeah, um, he well, and Phoenix couldn't agree that. to an extension. So he's out to prove that he's worth a max. And um, another team will definitely offer him that. Um, look, the Knicks were one of my choices that they have to go out and prove especially with adding Kemba and Fournier to their team, mm. Mitch Robinson coming back. They have to prove that, you know, they can do make that run again, fight for the top four. But look, it's going to sound like I pick on them a lot, but just watching this team in, in preseason, I'm telling you, without the one player I mentioned last week from Butler, the Charlotte Hornets... People were losing their minds over this team early last season. They were pushing for that fourth, fifth, sixth seed. And then Gordon Hayward went out and they were terrible. Mm. Then LaMelo went out and they were, I can't say the word, they were worse than terrible. Uh, and look, their whole season rides on Gordon Hayward because that's what happened last season. And I've watched their preseason games without him this year and they didn't look good. Didn't look mm. good. Uh, so, Charlotte, I'd love to be wrong because they are an exciting team. They're fun to watch. Was the healthy run they had a fluke or can they do it again when everyone's on the floor and producing? So that's what I'll be keeping an eye on. Um, last bit of pick and roll for you, now. Yep. Teams to maybe bounce back back from an underwhelming season last year? You know what? Let's let's roll. Let's roll. Let's do this thing. I only set up good pick and rolls, obviously. Yeah. All right. Well, In theory. You're going to enjoy this because one of the teams I've written down 
is the team that you follow. And they actually have two pretty tough games straight up. So mm. this team plays the Knicks that we just mentioned mm-hmm. and an up-and-coming Raptors team who seem to have 12 players, six foot eight, can <laughs> guard every position, but none of them are superstars, um, plus Fred Van Vliet. Uh, so Boston Celtics, they need to answer the question of are they going to bounce back this season and, and go back to the Celtics of old, or are they going to just limp their way into the playing tournament again this year? Uh, no, I think they, I think they go back to that uh, mid-level four, five, six sort of space um, this year. They've got a few things obviously right out of the gate. Um, Jalen Brown, Al Horford, um, last I heard, out with COVID restrictions. They have COVID, so they've got to um, go through the protocols before they can play. That's going to be interesting. Um, Jalen Brown had that broken hand at the end of last season, and, of course, they came up against the Nets when they when they did get into uh, the playoffs. And, yeah, got pretty well pumped, let, let's say. They, you know. Got a bit unlucky um, in that, you know, they had to come up against the Nets, but purely that came down to the fact that they didn't put away, they had some really close games that they didn't put away, you know, in regular season, and that's why they ended up where they ended up. That, you know, that's simple in the end. Um, And then they had some injury woes. I think they bounced back. They've made some okay moves. Um, They haven't resolved necessarily all their problems um, on the court. but I think they make it back to that four, five, six um, in the East sort of spot. Um, you know, new coach, Brad Stevens stepping up to the big office. I think they go back there, but um, I also don't expect them to. Uh, I don't expect them to win against New York. Uh, I think New York's going to be um, a bit fired up for this one and. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what Kemba can put put together because he's going to want to show out for this first game. Mm-hmm. He's going to want to show out big. And the way Tibbs has, has got his team up and firing from preseason, you know, this this first game might be tough. Uh, I foresee the Celtics losing this one. Um, love to be wrong. But, uh, yeah, I, I just think that uh, New York's going to get up over this one. And I'm actually okay with that. We spoke about it a little bit um, towards the end of last year's se- uh, last season. Um, just around that fact, this rivalry really used to mean something. But you know, it hasn't necessarily for a while because both teams... It, it's been a while since both teams have been genuinely good. And depending on New York and what Boston can do, um, they could be really evenly matched in a lot of ways. This year, so it could be a could be a fun matchup as the season goes on. Yeah, one to keep an eye on for sure. Um, you know, Tatum's gonna do his thing. Jalen Brown's gonna be along as well. So, you know, Al Horford played some of his best basketball in Boston. So we'll see. You know, for half a year on the couch last year helped him um, get up for that. Yeah, um, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Boston will look to to bounce back and answer those questions early in the season. Um, But we'll be back with more NBA next week. We'll be not going through every single game that occurs throughout the week, but 
we'll pick out some of the good ones, maybe some big stat lines. Um, look, for anyone that listened last season, you'll know that, you know, we'll touch on the big teams and the big name players, but we, we don't, we won't mention the company's names, but we don't big company this and just talk about LeBron and the Lakers nonstop every week. You know, so if, if you know, a player from a smaller market, let's say Carl Towns out in Minnesota, if he has a big game, we'll cover that. We, we won't cancel him out to, to go and see what Giannis is up to this week. So yeah, we, we like will, to cover everyone. We will pop on Karai. On Karai. Ah. Karai. Karai, yes. Kyrie and Kawhi yeah. merged together. I know. Mal's not interested. <laughs> just <laughs> if anyone wants to know. We'll just pop. We'll just pop straight <laughs> away on that. That uh, doesn't sound good. Um, well, I can confirm, Mal, you won't hear anything about Kawhi until at least March. So you won't have to pop a lot on him. Mm. Um, Kyrie, yeah, I'll probably sneak him in here and there. Yeah. Um, but just so you know, if folks. If he's playing, sure. <laughs> uh, what you know to look forward to, yeah, just we, we try and cover any big performances, no matter what team, player. Um, and it is hard to keep up with every single game, every single day. I do mm-hmm. my best, but, you know, if you follow a small market team and you're really impressed with how certain players playing or, you know, a big game from someone, you know, maybe the hometown kid has a debut and plays well, send us a, send us a message. Let us know and we'll, yeah, we'll chat out. about it on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all about, you know, sharing the love around the league. Um, so that's what to look forward to next week. Hope you're enjoying the games so far and we'll catch you for that one there. But we're going to come back home now. Oh, oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Ball don't, ball don't lie. lie. That ball don't lie. It's time to come home to that league we love. They played that sweet, sweet D mm. last decade. Was it in the teens? Yeah, that? the 2010s. The 2010s. So we, we did a draft a couple weeks ago. We drafted our all-star fives from the 2021 season. But due to overwhelming responses on the socials, we've decided to hit you with the other option from that poll, and that's to draft the team of the decade. Mm. So we've got the whole pool of players. We're going to do same positional rules as last time. You must have two Guards, two bigs, and your fifth player can be whoever you like. Um, however, out of this pool, any player you select must have played at least two seasons in the NBL to be eligible. So um, last time, we do a snake draft here. Uh, last time we did this, Mel had the first pick. Mm-hmm. I had the next two. Mm-hmm. Um, so we decided to flip it this time. So um, I will have the first pick and then Mal will have the next two, so on and so forth. So my number one pick shouldn't be a surprise to anyone who follows the show. He may have been my first pick last week. I can't remember. (laughs) I cannot go past the three-time MVP, the absolute killer, Mr. Bryce Cotton. Mr. Cotton. Off the board. Mr. Cotton. Off the board. Bryce Cotton. Absolute killer for Perth. One of the best imports we've ever had. One of the best players the NBL's ever had. I can't leave him there when you have two picks on the board. Well, that's the trick, isn't it? That That's going to be the trick. Um, all right. Well, my first one, I'm going to go for 
all defensive power guard. Damn. One Damian Martin. That was my next choice. <laughs> Six time defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. Five in a row, I believe. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yep. Pretty mental. Uh, four time NBL champ, one finals MVP. Like, and it's Damian Martin. Mm. Like, a, a name you don't have to explain. It's uh, it's one of those NBL names. It's just everybody knows now. All right, I'm looking at bigs. I've got I've got myself a guard. I wouldn't mind just a bit of clarification. Would we accept an Andrew Bogut pick? No, because that's the next one I want to take. <laughs> uh, I am going to I'm going to take him. I'm going to take Andrew Bogut. So I've got technically one. played in two seasons. I think he played about eight games total, but yeah, let Mal have it. He, he he got enough to get his uh, <laughs> king's ownership share, and then you know that was enough. That was enough. But uh, yeah, I'm going to take Damian Martin, and you know, ah, uh, look, all, all the things Andrew Bogut's done for Australian basketball here in the NBA. Um, had his time with GSW um, over in, in the NBA, obviously. Started out with the Bucks, And, of course, who could forget the time when he was playing for the Cleveland Cavs and someone slapped him on the back and said, break a leg. And then he did. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, literally. Literally. All right. Um, so I've got the next two picks. The next two picks. I might take this time just to give a shout-out to one – Big-ish player I'd love to take, but really wasn't himself in this time. It was more late 2000s. Mm-hmm. This player was an absolute killer. So it's just a shout-out, not taking him. Sean Redditch, one of the mm-hmm. best all-round players we've ever seen in the league. Probably more of a killer in the 2000s, um, definitely the second half of the 2000s. So shout-out to him. Not going to take him. Um, didn't have a greatest of seasons at the end there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take – I'm going to have to get a big in here before Mel drafts them all. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to take Ogilvy. Ogilvy. Was on mm. my board. Was Ogilvy. on my board. You know, he's done a lot for the league, mm-hmm. done a lot for Australian basketball, um, been an unstoppable force for a long time. So I'm going to throw him in there. And I've got quite a few – quite a few – Guards on my list. Yep. All right. So, Mel, my next pick, before I take them or not, mm. I'm just going to get a clarification from you. Okay. I've got them listed as a big because they're six foot eight. Yeah. Not sure if you disagree or not. Josh Childress. Ooh. Had playmaking capabilities. He did. He's six foot eight. Can we classify that as a big? I think he's listed as a forward, but yeah, I'll, up to you, Mel. There um, is also a position there for that, whatever you want him to be. So, um, look, I'm happy with uh, six foot eight. That's pretty big. All right. Well, I'm going to slide him in. Josh Childress off the board uh, with my third pick. With your third pick. Over okay. You, well, I am. Oof. <sighs> I'm going to go back. 
I'm going to go back to towards the start um, of the decade. I'm going to take one Cedric Action Jackson. Mm, he's on my list. Yeah. From the Breakers. Three-time NBL champ, NBL MVP, two-time grand final MVP, all-NBA first team three times, mm. five-time NBL assist leader. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of just really good stuff there. Um, can't can't not take him there. Um, I'm then gonna go. Uh, let's see now. Ooh. I think I have to take. He's the only two-time league MVP of the decade in that time slot. Um, I'm gonna take. Kevin Lish. Mm, Kevin Lish. Next pick. Mm. I think he won Defensive Player of the Year in the same year as an MVP. Is that right? Uh, I think so. Um, mm. Yeah, two-time MVP. Obviously had the the uh, the years there with Perth, then some time with Illawarra, and then some time with the Kings. Let's be honest, the time with the Kings wasn't necessarily you know his best days, but Oof. Man man could play some basketball. Could play. Just uh noticing there's no um Jared Weeks in in there, mate. I know. Hashtag your guy. I know. I uh <laughs> I still have a spot. I still have a spot. Would we count him as a big? <laughs> your last spot, you can have him as whatever you want. <laughs> All right. Um well I was hoping Lish would be one of my last picks, so mm-hmm. that's a good one. All right, time to bring out the big guns. Oh, oh. I'm going to bring... I'm going to bring in Tory Craig. Give me a Tory Craig in there. Ooh. Played Ooh. three seasons. So he did. More he than did. Bogut. Mm. Absolute killer. And now, of course, in the NBA, um, playing for Indiana this season. So just for anyone voting out there, this is... The only person picked that's currently in the NBA. Just, just saying, just putting that out there. Ooh. Only one that's been currently picked. Don't get too excited, Mal, because I've got another pick coming up. You do, you do, and it's going to the Aussie absolute bucket extraordinaire mm-hmm. because I love bubbles. <laughs> Give me. Bubbles ah, Gilding with my very last pick. Hometown. On my board. That's my Homer pick from Brizzy. He's just got a beautiful mural painted at Brisbane Stay High. Give me Mr. Bubbles Gilding. He's ah, going to round out my team. He, so Mal, it was definitely on my board. Definitely um, on my board. You have the last pick. We won't call it Mr. Irrelevant in this draft because we're only drafting 10 players. <laughs> definitely not irrelevant. Um, you can have literally any other player from that decade. Who are you literally other, any other player. Ah. Oh. Look, I'm caught between two. Um, All right. Well, you tell me them and I'll give you – I'll tell you who you should take. <laughs> Your unbiased opinion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one, uh, Micah Vacuno. Vacuna? Vacuna, yeah, sorry. Yeah. My apologies. Absolute legend of the game. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of a homer pick, I know. Uh, Nick Kay. 
Still against CJ Weeks. <laughs> that would be a little bit of a home pick. Little bit. Um, and you might be thinking, eh, Nick Kay, eh, well, look, you know, two time NBL champion and first league in the uh, first year in the league, 2016, it was NBL Rookie of the Year. Um, you know, he's so good at basketball, he's playing around the world. Mm. Like, you Love know, that. Uh, gonna have to go with uh, Vacona, though. Um, yeah. Had those just monster years. Um, Lucky enough to watch him play not, not that long ago. Not that long um, ago. Maybe a one north for the yeah. Spartans. He, even after, you know, said he was going to give it all up, took that assistant uh, coach role and then a couple of injuries, a couple of things, didn't go the team's way and he found his way back on the court. So, uh, yeah, give me Vakona. All right, give well, that Vakona. rounds out the teams. I'll, I'll just uh, give a quick recap. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dan's team. Uh, we'll just we'll go Cotton, Ogilvy, Childress, Craig, Goulding, Mel's team, Damien Martin, Bogut, Cedric Jackson, Kevin Lish, and Mika Vicona. Two very, very strong starting fives. I'm sure we're going to get some hate uh, from people that we've missed their their guy. Look, I've got a couple of shout-outs just before you get too angry sending us messages. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I didn't have a huge list of players here, but I had Daniel Johnson on my list. I had Jerome Randall on my list. I have Mitch Creek on my list. I had Jerome Randall on my list as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. I had CJ Bruton. It was the tail end of his career. Mm-hmm. He was much better in the mm-hmm. 2000s. Mm-hmm. Same with um, Kirk Penny. Um, so don't come at me with that. Uh, you know, there's quite a yeah, – I won't list all these players, but I did have a few more players on the list. Obviously, we could only pick five each, um, and I'm sure sure there's going to be people that disagree with us out there. Um, but feel free. Let us know. Maybe um, we'll do a separate post, and you can tell us your starting five. So you've got to stick with the same rules, though. So you can't go five point guards or five bigs. So. Yeah, yeah. Stick with the same rules, but mm-hmm. we'll let you guys have your um, your say. We might share some responses, um, but jump on Instagram and Facebook because that'll be coming out in the next couple of days. You can vote who had the best team. Um, the winner can gloat about it, um, <laughs> just like I haven't that I beat Mel in fantasy football this week. But that's okay. I'm not going to do it. I'm not even going to mention it again. Public service announcement, guys. Uh, no matter how weak you think the matchup is. Set your roster. Like, actually go in, check your players, make sure you're good, and don't just, you know, don't just let it ride, no matter how weak you think the matchup is. Yep. So That weak matchup's just shot to the top of the table. So, mm. all good, all mm-hmm. good. Thank you, King Henry. <laughs> <laughs> that boy can run. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> that's a wrap on our NBL draft. Um, you can you'll be able to vote on the socials, so check that one out in a few days. Mel, it's time to um, call up Jasmine and have her on the show. Have a yarn, yeah, young Miss Forkadilla. All right, let's call her up. Ball don't lie. That ball don't lie. Ball don't lie, Australia listeners. As promised, we have another guest for you this week. This is a budding artiste. Sharpshooter extraordinaire from Rip City. We have Jasmine Forkadilla joining us. 
thank you very much for your time tonight. Thanks for having me. No dramas at all. Yeah, we're really looking forward to this. Um, We'll talk a bit more about your hobbies later on in the interview, but what have you been up to in the off-season so far from NBL1? Uh, So, so far I've kind of just been getting my body back into back into shape and kind of giving myself a bit of time to recover and work on strength and, and all that stuff that you kind of lose during during season. Um, and on top of that, I've also picked up a bit of work. Um, but I was actually training along with the Flames for a few weeks um, uh, this month. So that was also a really good experience too. Nice. Yeah, no, I'm glad you've been up to that in your off-season and, you know, getting your body back in shape. I think Mel and I have been in off-season for 15 years now. <laughs> We're getting there. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. We'll be well, in game shape good. soon. <laughs> this this year's my year, man. This year's my year. Uh, well, let's go back uh, to the, the start of your basketball story. You're from New South Wales, so... Uh, let's keep it. Let's keep it simple. Who who's your junior club, and are there any uh, coaches that you want to uh, shout out that really helped you back in the day? So my junior club was Gosford City Rebels, um, and probably the the most influential coach that I had in my juniors was Drew Fenton, who's actually just signed to coach at Rockhampton, which is really awesome for him, but. Um, he was there in kind of like a really integral part where I was like kind of getting good and um, didn't really like my, neither of my parents played um, at very high levels or they didn't really know the system very well. So he kind of took me under his wing and really like really helped me develop my skills and gave me a lot of confidence. Um, and yeah, like I, I do credit a lot of my success to him. Yeah, no, and um, interesting you bring up Gosford. Uh, my mum's from uh, Woi Woi, which um, oh, nice. isn't too my far away. And yeah, that's right. I spent about eight years growing up in Gosford and Batemans Bay. I don't know if you know that area. Oh, that's pretty um, nice. Yeah, I don't know what it's like these days, but it was pretty quiet back then. Um, I've heard it's quite the busy spot these days. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's a bit up and coming now. Um, but yeah, I love the Central Coast when we were there. It was a very nice place. Um, but heading back to basketball, um, you say you didn't have a big basketball background, but you did show a lot of promise at a young age and you were able to go and represent Australia at the Under-17 World Championships over in the Czech Republic, which must have been a pretty full-on experience for someone that age. Uh, can you tell us a bit about your experience over there and, and some of your highlights that you remember? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that whole Australian um, experience that I had was just the biggest whirlwind. I kind of came late to the scene um, with like our state NITP program and then just had a really good like bottom AJ teams tournament and um, I remember getting picked up by Chris Lucas uh, for this under-17 squad. And, um, yeah, he just really enjoyed how I played. And I was – I didn't I didn't really give myself much credit, but I, I definitely feel so blessed to have experienced that. 
and I, I reflect upon it. I'm just like, wow, like I did get taken all over the world um, with that experience. And uh, it was, I mean, it was invaluable to know that like I had the talent to compete about uh, compete against the, the world's best. Yeah. And, you know, leading on from that and the rest of your rep days, um, you must've really showed out a lot because you ended up getting a call from St. Mary's, which is, you know, a bit of a um, powerhouse of Aussies really. Um, you know, other Aussies that have gone there like Della Vadova, Patty Mills. And I think there's around 19 or 20 Australians that have attended St. Mary's at this stage. Um, what was it like uh, going to that college and what were some of your favorite parts of, of your years there? Oh, I absolutely loved my college experience. Um, I definitely think that having so many Australian Australians around me just made it feel a bit more like home. So I I I try not to tell my mum this, but I really didn't get homesick at all, even though she she missed me a lot. Um, so yeah, I just I just loved my coach Paul Thomas. He was just a straight shooter from the from from that very first phone call he gave me. He was just like, "We want you," and I said, "Okay, take me on a visit," and I committed then and there. So it was just a real easy process with with it all, and it all just felt right. And yeah, it was. And I I do think that my my life was the perfect balance of like basketball, school, and social, and I just was very happy. Yeah, it it must have been just a great experience. It's definitely um, one of the things I regret not doing. Not that I would have had any offers from a college that big. Um, definitely would have gone to a lower division, but um, I regret not going. But yeah, sound everyone we talked yeah. to has just had the best time over there. Um, yeah. So yeah, it sounds. And I good. definitely, yeah, I definitely think that if you have the opportunity to get over there and give it a crack, do it because you've got nothing to lose and you can always come home. But like, like I came away with a free degree and all this experience and invaluable life knowledge. And yeah, it was just, it was pretty incredible. Yeah. So when you're over there playing, do you remember playing against any, any big names that are now, you know, pro elsewhere, whether it's WNBA, WNBL, Europe, um, did you play against any high-level talents? Yeah, so uh, this is probably my the peak of my um, college experience when it comes to opposition. But uh, my last year at college, we got to play Oregon, who were like ranked top top five, I think they were mm. at the time in our preseason, and um, so I got to play against Sabrina Inescu, who's mm. like gone on to the WNBA and. Oh my goodness, she's just incredible. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because we actually versed her in Italy in the pre worlds tournament in under seventeen. So I got I've gotten to verse her twice in my life and I think that's that's pretty neat. And you tailed her up both times, I'm sure. Oh, of course. <laughs> Locked it down. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> Sounds legit. Sounds legit. No, no, need, no need for further questions there. All uh, right. Um you're now with USC Rip, um, playing alongside some other high-end talent. What's your time there been like so far? 
Oh, I I loved the girls. The team were so talented, and um, it was kind of it was kind of disappointing just how COVID broke up the season because I do feel like we we couldn't really get into our rhythm, which 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 in you know we didn't make finals um, because of it. But I do think that we belong to be there. So I do feel like there is a lot of unfinished business with that. But, um, I mean, Sunshine Coast is an incredible place and Matt Nason, the president of Rip City, just looked after us all so so well. And, um, yeah, it's a good growing program and um, it was special to see the women's program really kind of take off and... um, yeah, it was it was really nice to be a part of, especially as my first um, professional run. Speaking of, uh, what are your thoughts of the NBL uh, uh, NBL one as a package, and how did it compare to your expectations when you were coming in? Oh, I think it's such an incredible production. Like, just especially especially because. The, the women's platform is as equal as the men's and um, the, the talent in, in it is fantastic. And I think, like, it's something that, like, you know, Australian basketball should really celebrate because, uh, I mean, I've, I couldn't have ever imagined being able to play in such a league that's so professional and, you know, it's... Um, I do. I I rate it. I think it's. I think it's great, and I think it's going to attract other talent too, and keep keep Aussie Aussie kids playing here, and encourage people to come back. And yeah, I think it's so good, and I, I'm really excited for New South Wales to to get on board. Yeah, we you know we we've loved every minute of of this season and the mm. high clip of basketball in the men's and women's has been really oh, amazing so to watch good. and mm. you know it's the way it's all packaged together as you say it's it's been really amazing yeah i agree yeah and look covering you at Brisbane Capitals next year is going to be really fun for <laughs> us i think so we're we're looking forward to that um thanks for committing on the show tonight <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness me! Oh, Mel, yet another retort of laughter. Mm. <laughs> Still no mm. commitment from anyone. Mm. We haven't been sworn at though yet, yeah. so that, that's a win. Or hung up on? Yes, not yes. on, not on air. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. I like it. I like it. I like it. You'll fit in well at the caps. Oh, you will. One day someone's going to say yes. I swear. I swear. <laughs> um, but no, it is such a professional league, and I love what the NBL's done to support both men and women and, you know, as the unofficial official podcast of the NBL One North, um, we like to keep it professional and we've loved, not obviously, you might not know, but we do commentary for the Capitals, um, men and women, Mm -hmm. and uh, we do this podcast and we we cover the league every week and, you know, some certain rounds and, you know, you probably got some annoying tags through the season with certain (laughs) matchups from us and we we just had a great time covering it and we'll, we will keep doing so for sure. And um, we're told not to, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I know New South Wales is getting their uh, NBL One League soon, but we hope to keep talents like you up here in Queensland, of course. So um, we'll do our best there. Um, yeah, yeah, awesome. 
Now, we're going to jump off the basketball court a little bit here because um, you found yourself a not a hobby but a, a real passion uh, for, for art and painting. And, and, you know, would you be able to tell us a little bit about how you got into that um, as well as why you enjoy painting and, you know, just if there's any exhibitions coming up or anything like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... I have always been a bit of a creative and um, a lot of that is because my my mum's an artist herself and and my family are all, we're all very artsy. Um, but I started uh, these kind of contemporary, I call them my spirit animal paintings, um, kind of when COVID happened and um yeah, I, I started painting those and one by one I kept getting more and more commissions and people, yeah, there's been kind of a high demand lately and I was approached by a hair gallery, hair salon slash art gallery to um, exhibit some of my works there in early January. So that's that's on the Central Coast in Gosford at Coco Parlay. Which is really exciting because, um, like, again, probably the same with my basketball. I didn't kind of realise that such a hobby could, you know, I could make money from it. So um, it's been a really nice avenue and outlet. And, um, yeah, I just love – I love that I can, you know, sweat it out on court but then also go to my canvas and – um just kind of disconnect like I I think that I've always been someone who really needs a lot of balance in their life so it's been really amazing to compete and then also create so they've kind of gone hand in hand which is awesome yeah it's it's good to have that sort of I don't think escapes the right word but just as as you sort of allude to like a hobby or passion that contrasts to yeah. your day-to-day thing. Um, yes. So it's not, you know, the same sort of stuff all the time. So, yeah, it, it's fantastic mm-hmm. that, you know, you've found that and obviously we wish you all the best of the exhibition. And, Thank um, you. Yeah, it's pretty big time. So we might have to get in early before those prices skyrocket and get a yeah, piece for it. our that's studio. <laughs> that's it. Um, I can – Get you spinning a basketball on your finger or something. <laughs> uh, w- I'd probably prefer something with a touch of realism. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, hey, we'll we'll, t- we'll take whatever we can get. And we'll put it right next to our capital stuff. <laughs> oh goodness! <laughs> uh, well, we've talked about some of your um, some of your off the court stuff, but. Moving forward with basketball, what do you envision to be uh, next on your basketball journey and where where do you hope that basketball can take you? So next on my journey is, um, we haven't spoken about it in this interview, but um, I kind of had a bit of a setback and did my knee my last year of college. So I I have been building my strength back and kind of, even my mental strength as well. And I just want to have a really good NBA one season next year. Um, so I think for the next, you know, six or however many months it is till then, it's going to be like a big focus on, you know, 
taking my skills to the next level and being strong and fit and just I just really want to get back to where I was and even better. Um, so from there, I mean, I I would always – I would love to play in the WNBL. Um, so I think that that's probably – my long-term goal mm-hmm. um and then if it's if basketball can take me around the world as well then that would also be really awesome especially if borders are starting to open and ease of travel is is a bit is a bit more accessible um so yeah I just I I think like this next six months for me is just going to be really critical yep. nice. yeah and, and look uh, speaking from experience, places like the Czech Republic are much more fun when you're of adult age. So if basketball <laughs> does take you around the world again, um, you'll see it from a whole new perspective. That's right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, look, we wish you all the best in that NBL1 season, of course, um, with new friend of the show just coincidentally last week. Uh, Carly, who we had on the show last week with uh, Eric McAllister. So uh, yep. they were both good fun and we'll be looking forward to seeing you all yeah. back out on the court They're legends. Season. Oh, <laughs> yep. such genuinely good, nice people. Like, they sure are. Yeah, it's not even cliche. Like They just seem no. really genuine. Mm. They, they sure are. They yeah. also genuinely said no to coming to Caps to <laughs> on air, which... <laughs> You know, that's fine. On that's air fine. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah didn't hold back. Didn't hold back. It's a bit rough. Yeah, it's, it's a bit all rough. good. We'll all try good. reverse psychology next time, maybe. Yeah, you you do not want to come. <laughs> you won't. You've changed. <laughs> all right. Well, Jasmine, look, we really appreciate your time. Um, that ends the uh, formal questions of the interview. But we like to finish with a little segment we call Let It Rain, where we just unleash some Quick fire questions on you if you got a few minutes spare for us. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Let's start off with the the I like to say the easiest. No, it's 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 probably the hardest, but we knock it over early. Uh who would be your top five players of all time? Oh my goodness. Men, women, okay. whoever you want. Whatever league you like. Okay. Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, LeBron, Kobe, and Sabrina Ionescu. <laughs> Ooh, nice, nice over nice. Lauren Jackson. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, nah, that's totally fair. Uh, all right, two-part question. As you seem like you're up for a good time, so okay. favorite current music artist and the fun one, your go-to karaoke song. Okay, favorite current music artist. I'm obsessed with the Arctic Monkeys. Ooh, nice. Um, and then go to karaoke. I used to be a Waterloo by Abba kind of girl, but <laughs> I really like. Well, that's in my um, head now. Proud Thank Mary. You <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Proud, yeah. Proud Mary. Yeah. I didn't feel like you'd have a lot of trouble answering that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, go to cheat meal. Oh. So it's kind of funny because I tell people I'm predominantly plant-based, but I'm obsessed with uh, double quarter pounder meals. <laughs> double quarts. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I like it. Not the plant-based version? <laughs> no, definitely not. Nice, it's nice. A cheat meal, hey? yep. Nice. I like that. Cheat away. Cheat away. All right. 
Um, your favorite on court and or off court kicks. Ooh. Well, I just invested in a pair of Yeezy slides. So they've been very handy and very comfortable. So they're my probably favorite off court ones. But mm-hmm. on court, I love my um, PG, I think they're fours, the one with the zip, and they're mm-hmm. the Gatorade edition. So they're like super colorful, and I can wear all bunch of socks with them too. Very good. Very good. Uh, favorite movie? Favorite movie to watch? Uh, I I am a big Harry Potter fan. Yes. And my favorite Harry Potter is probably Death of Hallows Part 1. Ooh. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Uh, all right. In the movie of Jasmine Forkadilla, who plays <laughs> Jasmine Forkadilla? Oh, jeez. That's a good question. Uh, we only do good ones here. <laughs> um, I I would love to find an actress that looks like me, but no one's coming to mind. Um, That's all right. Go for a power play. <laughs> power play. It's all right. Okay, Erica Margot, told Margot, us. Margot Robbie. <laughs> yeah. Look, Eric was going to be played by Dwayne Johnson. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Margot Robbie, I like that one. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Uh, all right. Number one on your bucket list that you haven't done so far. Doesn't have to be sport related. It can be anything you want. Um, it's probably do Europe as an adult. <laughs> can recommend. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fully recommend. <laughs> okay. Sounds <laughs> good. Sounds good. Yeah. We just uh, need uh, these restrictions and. That jabs too. and blah blah blah. Oh. Yeah, and then I'll be over. If you could get sit courtside and watch any game from any league ever, what game would it be? Um, so any game in history. Any game in history. Oh my goodness! Oh, I tell you what, I wouldn't want to be at. Um, what's that? The current one that was like, I just watched this video the other day. I'm sorry, but it's the like the fight in the NBA. What Malice was it called? In the Malice, Malice in the Palace. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. not that's the one I wouldn't want to be at. But um, certainly I, not courtside. No, exactly. Um, I was at I was at San Francisco, kind of when Golden State were at their peak. So I probably want to sit in on like one of the final games in one of those years. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I was lucky enough to attend two games that season when I was over oh. traveling and that Oracle Arena, I know they don't play there anymore, but that place was mental. Oh, it, was it was sick. Um, that was, yeah, the year before they, that was when they broke the, the season record for wins and yeah, uh, Steph yeah. Curry was going nuts. Um, yeah, it's amazing. All right, we're, we're nearly done. But okay. first off, you're off to play a, th- a 3v3 pickup game. <laughs> Which two people in the whole wide world are you choosing to join you? Okay. Can be friends, pros, world? whoever you want. Okay. Um, I'd definitely pick Meg McKay. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably, probably Tacey Whedon. I went to college with her and she is just the best three-point shooter I've ever seen. All nice. right. Yeah, well, 
it's all about shooting these days. So that's yeah. a strong lineup. Go and get it done. Mm-hmm. All right. We have one last question for you. And we're going to ask for your help with your answer. So okay. oh, it sounds a bit, that sounds a bit weird, but yeah. stick with sense. us. It stick with us. Sense. Don't hang up. Um, now, we've had a lot of fun getting uh, stories of ballers out there for our listeners to hear and, and share. So our final question to you, Jasmine, is who should Mel and I have on the show next? Oh, probably, I, I think, and do they have to be in Queensland? No. Anyway, you like. Well, Generally in I'm Australia thinking, is easiest. But. <laughs> yeah. Especially well, if you've thinking, got a hookup. Yeah. I'm thinking if, if I am going to have Meg McKay on my three-on-three team, I think, I think that she should be next. <laughs> All right. Sounds She's good. been nominated. Let her know. <laughs> <laughs> I will. <laughs> She'll kick me. <laughs> oh, come on. We're not that bad. <laughs> hopefully she no, pick- you guys are fine. <laughs> hopefully she picks the right leg to kick, let's be honest. Okay, Mel. Fine. Yeah. Fine. That's a lot nicer than what I get called at school by students. <laughs> I'll take I'll take fine. That's <laughs> yeah, not what you meant, mate. It's not what you meant. <laughs> All right. Well, Jasmine, once again, thank you so much for joining us. We we've had a a really great time just sharing briefly your, your story on and off the basketball court, getting it out there for our listeners to hear. And I hope you've enjoyed your time as well. I have. Thank you so much for having me and, you know, giving us Aussie ballers a platform. And, yeah, I've been enjoying keeping up with your posts and it's been great. Awesome. Appreciate the love and hopefully we don't bore you to death with all the posts. But, um Keep checking in and, of course, um, best of luck next year in the NBL 1 and we'll look forward to covering you in the WNBL very, very soon. Awesome. Appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. Ball don't lie. That ball don't lie. A big thank you to Jasmine there from USC Rip City. Great chat. Thank you very much. Uh, It's time to circle back to Crackham. That uh, five-pack that we cracked earlier, a couple of bangers in there, um, and, you know, one, at least one, okay, God, uh, but for me, I actually uh, I actually picked James Harden for mine, um, now obviously he's not, uh, he's not an unknown player by any stretch, um, he's been around, since the 0910 uh, season where he got picked up um, by OKC. Things were actually going really well for them there. And then basically OKC decided not to uh, keep James Harden around, not pay him. And because of, you know, perceived cap reasons and then sent him off to Houston in a deal. Not long after... Um, the league changed and they would have had cap space for him, but he was already gone. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a historical move that has really left sort of my head scratching at least because another season of Westbrook, Durant, and then Harden. Uh, mm, mm. And then he obviously, you know, he went on to be a chef Harden and uh, you know had had his run in Houston. He's you know, had that uh, 
had the run with Chris Paul almost making it and then injuries, things getting in the way. And then, of course, the way he played his way out of Houston and uh, put on the kegs. And last year didn't uh, – he definitely showed flashes, but if you're listening to the reports, like he wasn't fully training um, uh, consistently with the Nets because he just wasn't really in shape. But off-season-wise, looks to be pumping. I've actually chosen this card because I think this year he's going to get back to that really elite player, even with the rule changes. Um, I think he's going to get back to some of that really prime Harden. I think he's going to be motivated. I think he wants it. And he can, let's be honest, he can turn it on. So I think it'll be interesting with or without Kyrie. Um, Obviously, I've picked Nets to go all the way this year. And yeah, I think James Harden's going to be obviously a big part of that. He's just an incredibly talented player. Um, but, you know, that that's not news. He's not a... He's a big deal. Like, you know, he's one of those names that so many people know um, and have an opinion on. But I think he's going to have a big season. That's, that's why I've picked him. Dan, who'd you go with, mate? I've gone with Spider. Noise. Spider Mitchell, Donovan himself, runner-up. Oh, we won't go into Rookie of the Year stuff, will we? Uh, stinks of politics. <laughs> um, just to kick us off um, with Donovan Mitchell, do you know what team, let alone what pick, he was drafted by? I'll give you a hint. It's not Utah. I was going to say, this is a trick question. It is not a trick question. He was okay. not drafted by Utah. Oh... He's drafted by a team that one of our friends of the show follows. Only we only know one person that follows this team. And recreational plants are legal in this state. Yeah, I don't I don't know that much about recreational plants. The plant altitude leadership. might also get you. <laughs> If I sit here, you'll just keep throwing me awkwardly more and more sort of hints. Uh, (laughs) It it was the Denver Nuggets. Oh, the Nuggies. Oh, Cammy P's Nuggies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Denver Nuggets selected Donovan Mitchell number 13. Ended up trading him, of course, to the Utah Jazz. Um, Denver fans, I know things have worked out pretty well. This might make you feel sick. Mm-hmm. He was traded for Trey Lyles and the number 24 pick in that same draft, Ooh. which turned out to be Superstar. Jason. T- no, Jason Tatum was number three. Number 24 was Tyler Lydon. So Donovan Mitchell, hindsight's a beautiful thing. Mm. All-star, possibly a future Hall of Famer. Who knows? Traded for Trey Lyles and Tyler Lydon. <laughs> There's a fun little factoid for you. Ouch. Um, that is brutal for Denver fans. Mm. Luckily for them, everything has played out nicely. They, they have a pretty decent roster. And they don't fumble all draft decisions because 
They had Michael Porter Jr. fall all the way to them a couple of years ago. They took a flyer and they have a poten- another potential all-star on their hands. So He's being paid this year. Mm. They don't get all decisions wrong, um, but 2017, uh, sorry, Cammy, that was a, not a good one. Uh, no, but hindsight is so much easier. <laughs> uh, a bit of his uh, personal life. Mum's a teacher. Shout out. Mm-hmm. Dad played in the minor league baseball circuit um, before working for the New York Mets. Uh, don't know exactly what he did there. I could look it up, but that takes too much time. Um, it's all leading to this fun factoid that Donovan Mitchell in 2010 was actually in the decision room where LeBron James took his talents to South Beach. Donovan Mitchell was seven years away from being drafted in the, in the NBA but he was present in that room. So I, I feel like I'm bringing some fun factoids to the table with uh, Spider Mitchell tonight mm. or today, depending when you're listening. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, that's a lot of off-court stuff. He's a <laughs> hell of a player on the court. Mm. Uh, you know, he's blossoming into this great player. He's, he's starting to get those turnovers down. He's becoming more efficient from the floor. Getting a lot of Dwayne Wade comparisons and... Um, you know, his career average is around 22, 4, and 4. Now, projections this year, he's going to have 27 points, 5 assists, 5 rebounds a game is his projections. I think that's a little high, personally, um, given Utah's loaded up with more talent this year, and they may look to have him not go as hard all season and save him for the playoffs, but... He's definitely headed for another all-star selection, possible future Hall of Famer. Um, put the Ben and Spider stuff aside. He's a heck of a player, so enjoy watching him get buckets out there. Definitely. He's, uh, he uh, was quite good in that, uh, in that playoff run there. He just didn't quite have the horses, and he didn't feel as if he was 100%. Look, without doing a whole podcast topic, I I do strongly believe their playoff issues begin and end with a seven foot three guy, but not to go all 76ers and throw one person under a bus when it's a team sport, but it's tough for old Rudy out there. I mean, in the nineties, early 2010s, 2000s killer right? the league's just moving past these dudes that can't shoot i'll bet but I'll bet. anyway we're not going to talk about that forever that's the end of another big show now um yeah had a lot of fun with this one it was a lot bigger than intended but eh. you know breaking down what we're expecting from week one of the nba you know oh can't wait to watch i'm sure you've all, all you guys have already watched day one if not day two by the time you listen to this so hope you all enjoyed it hope a lot of our predictions and topics came to fruition and we don't, you know, just have our pants down at the moment looking like fools. <laughs> if we do, ah, it's all good fun. Uh, we can't really predict the future. We just like to have fun on a podcast. And you can't get them all right. You, 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 you can't. Correct, Mel. You cannot get them all right. That is No, well, I said you can't get them all right. <laughs> that's, that's what I said. You can quote me on that. <laughs> uh, did our NBL draft. That was... That was pretty fun, actually. And mm. just like we did last time, 
We'll be putting out a vote on the socials so you can let us know. Um, we'll do a list just so you don't forget. Um, Mel versus Dan. We'll see, you know, which roster you like the most. doesn't have to necessarily be whichever one would win a game of basketball or whatever. It can be that. But you might just like one roster or you might value winning over what you like. Just vote. Just do what you feel. Yeah. yeah. Either way. Yeah. Either way. Do your thing. But, you know, genuinely do. Um, if you that are that way inclined, have a think about it. Like, and history shows three and four people are going to make a good choice. So shout out to you lot. Statistically incorrect. <laughs> um, but please jump on the socials and do that. If you don't already, follow us, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. Hit all those like and follow buttons. Uh, you can engage with our, our posts on Instagram. We've been trying to pump those a fair bit. So let's get some conversation started in the in the comments section. Uh, feel free to shoot us a message. Uh, you know, you can direct message the page on Facebook or Instagram. Any questions you have, we can bring them up on the show. Uh, we can argue about them for a while. It'll be good fun. Um, anything to add there, Mel? Uh, look, if you're going to give our business card to somebody, give it to um, give it to the person uh, that you're sharing your mental health story with um, because it is Mental Health Awareness Month mm. this October. Um, so start a conversation. Um, as I said on the on the pod um, before, the more we talk about this sort of stuff, the more educated and more understanding people have around it and the more just like our regular health, you know, our regular physical health, you know, these conversations will get. So they'll get less awkward and... That's that's the world I want to live in, where mental health conversations are just like physical health conversations. They're real, they're taken seriously, and everyone's okay to talk. It ain't weak to speak and choose kindness. My two rules. Hmm. Um, but folks, thanks again for listening and joining us for another big week of All Don't Lie Australia. I can tell you right off the bat, no clues yet. You've got to wait for Monday for them. We have a big guest next week. Mm. It's it's going to be fun, guys. So you're not going to want to miss out. Um, but we'll, we will be back with that guest. Same time, same place next Thursday. Until then, just remember, that ball don't lie. Never does.